Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today I have Deep Jyoti Saha with us on Audio Gyan. For those who follow him on Instagram, knows his style and work, and recently gone viral series Corona. But I'm not going to introduce him by that. Uh, Deb Jyoti is an animator, illustrator, and he draws comics. His work is heavily influenced by his interactions with cities he has lived in, and it's clear that his observations of such detail reflects in his animated and illustrated stories. What got me interested in knowing his thoughts and works is basically his uh, not so heavy uh, on production type videos, uh, but which are very deep rooted in his thought. So, well, let's explore that with him today. Thanks, Dave, for giving your time, and it's a real, real pleasure to have you on audio again. Hey, thanks, Kedar, for having me. So, as I said, uh, I wanted to just capture the overall thought process uh, and and your animation background and your illustrations, uh, and obviously, we'll end with some sort of touching upon the socio-political uh, sort of inclination you uh, you express through your work. But uh, right. the main main conversation will be around illustration and animation. Right. Right. So yeah. So if you can start by telling us, uh, like, what's what's your definition of storytelling? And I know you're very young, so I wouldn't say that how has it changed over time. But in general, uh, what has been your understanding, or like, what what do you how do you define storytelling in general? Right. Right. So basically, growing growing up, uh, our environment is very intrinsic to our overall development and uh, overall outlook, and the way we perceive things. Basically, uh, I grew up in a very middle class uh, family, uh, like a bustling family in Kolkata, and uh, I was an introvert growing up. And uh, basically, the the main advantage of being an introvert in a bustling family of close relatives, uh, like, uh, is basically the intake of information is huge. I mean, whenever uh, I I could remember when we used to stay as a like under one roof, like everybody, grandmother, grandfather, uh, father, mother, brother, uh, or every everyone was uh, together. Uh, aunt, aunts, uh, children. Every everybody was uh, like under the same roof, and we we would be uh, sticking around all day, all night, like uh, like having fun, quarrelling, uh, enjoying happy, sad times, everything together. So, so there was a lot of uh, stories and a lot of gossip that was going on, uh, like uh, what happened to the person, uh, like on the street, uh, what happened to the uh, rickshaw wala that used to take me uh, to school every day. So, so little, little things uh, like that. I mean, like growing up, I would hear uh, all the time without having to exert a lot of energy myself. I mean, I wouldn't have to uh, tell them about my experiences or my stories uh, a lot. I would just just lend a ear uh, to whatever has been happening. I would catch on to uh, the drift, basically. So, uh, growing up, there was a lot of stories and a lot of a um, uh, lot of different kinds of information. Visually and uh, otherwise, also uh, that I was exposed to, and that kind of led to the development uh, of uh, like something new. Uh, but uh, telling, like storytelling, as a as a as a thing, I didn't really uh, like think upon it uh, until it was like way later. 
like I picked up basically I've been drawing since like forever I've been drawing uh, since very early I wasn't a great like artist or something uh, I, was, I was a really mediocre one but I would draw for at a very early stage and I picked it up from my father who was basically uh, who's painting or for whom painting was a big hobby so uh, I picked it up from him and I uh, used to basically draw draw a lot and uh, but I never used to take it very seriously until like after the boards uh, a friend of mine desperately came to me uh, because we both did uh, had very exceptionally mediocre results uh, after the board results mm-hmm. a friend of mine a friend of mine basically came to me and told me that uh, there's this new course in uh, St. Xavier's College called, uh, that has animation in it do you want to try out uh, and I was a little skeptical but I I, I thought th- that was the time uh, I think I should uh, I take, took the leap towards animation and thought of it uh, as a something of a serious business than just a hobby. Uh, before that, I mean, I, I didn't have much of a career goal as per se. I was like, I'll find a shelter for three, four years. Uh, I'll find a good college uh, that my parents are happy with. And then I'll figure I'll do some biochemistry honors. I'll follow my brother's footsteps. I'll be happy in life. But uh, I, right now, when I'm looking back, uh, I think I've, uh, that decision that I took is, is quite good. So right after right after NID uh, right after Xavier's happened, uh, I fell in love with animation. And the moment I fell in love with animation, I wanted more of it. And uh, so we kind of uh, like I tried for NID again, and uh, NID worked out hopefully. And then like another three years of amazing time. So so storytelling kind of evolved through. Uh, so I met people there had more experiences there and throughout uh, this 25 years I've been like having different kinds of experiences and I've been different at different points in time but uh, I think polishing uh, like slowly but steadily my storytelling is getting polished and there are certain likes and dislikes that I uh, try to cater to uh, in my work and that keeps on uh, polishing as we go. Hmm. Correct, correct. But uh, if I have to just slightly deep dive into one aspect which is uh, you said you started with sketching and like painting and drawing yeah uh, and then you move to like moving images which is sort of animation if i call it so uh, both of them are used for storytelling in in say like just illustration maybe just uh, comic strips you have sort right. of a, a storyboard uh, while here it's moving so is there any nuanced observation which you have or which you had in uh, while dealing with both these at the beginning and now like if there are any pros and cons of of moving images versus like a static i mean uh, right. yeah right. i mean it's a, it's a very cliche question ki yaar ye powerful hai ki wo powerful hai uh, obviously everything is powerful the way you use right. it right but any right. insights exactly. there i i feel uh, i feel that uh, like there is no comparison i mean uh, like if you if you want to uh, if you when, you when you watch a film or when you watch a like a look at a photograph you wouldn't think of how would it be like like would it be better in film or like when you see a photograph it wouldn't be like uh, how would it be would it be better in film would it not be better you you don't think like that or or when you when you're reading a book when you see the uh, adaptation of it in a film or uh, whatever you you're not quite happy with it 
the reason uh, why it is uh, so is because i think the medium is very intrinsic to the telling of a story so i mean if you if the same thing if you if you want to tell in a very cross cross uh, medium uh, way uh, it is very difficult because the language of a different uh, of a of a medium is very intrinsic to itself i mean you wouldn't have the same language uh, it it is very difficult to get the exact same language of a of the of a poem in 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 terms of an animated film it's is just an adaptation uh, but it doesn't get get exactly the right uh, emotion uh, so the, mm. the then so then the fight is uh, then the fight becomes uh, how close you get to the real thing correct so i mean so i i mean in terms of original thought or an original storytelling i feel the medium is very intrinsic i mean if raghurai takes a picture uh, i wouldn't be able to basically replicate that in any form if it be music or animation or, or whatever or if ar rahman uh, makes a music piece that can't be replicated in any other visual medium of uh, like it's it's very difficult to do that so so i i feel that each has its own pros and cons uh, static moving images i mean uh, uh, absolutely the magic of uh, images moving creating movement is 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 very very enticing and very exciting uh, and this is one of the fundamental reasons why i love animation but uh, i mean illustration has the same uh, impact same but very different impact on people and uh, it, it is just the most important factor is storytelling uh, again uh, the most important factor is what you want to say through uh, whatever you do uh, so and and then you find the best derived uh, medium to tell to express it correct correct interesting so what i've seen at least uh, i mean i understand uh, it's just been like few years that you have been practicing and trying to evolve a craft but i've seen like really good sort of stop motion animation there's uh, flat animation there's like there different styles right. so is it that you are consciously not making an effort to arrive at a particular style or uh, what is the thought process are you still exploring right, right. as in to uh, like i'm started off uh, like it's just been a couple of years i mean Uh, like mostly i've spent in animation education uh it's just been a couple of years since i've been actually delving into projects and uh, doing something of my own and trying to find out my voice uh, so in terms of uh, that i guess i'm still exploring uh in terms of uh, and i love exploring i would love if if given an opportunity i'd love to do that uh, like till i keep doing animation i want to do animation for the rest of my life so yeah mm-hmm. so uh, so so that so in terms of i, I would love to keep exploring if uh, if given the chance the uh, the other thing is i i, I slowly uh, earlier i used to get this a lot that uh, you need to develop a distinct style i think there is a there is a pressure there's a the certain pressure among all artists i mean not just animators all artists uh, to develop this certain kind of uh, style visually and that uh, like imme- almost immediately once you start uh, getting into uh, like uh, your work uh, which is not quite possible frankly uh, it mm. is it's impossible to develop a style uh, almost immediately if 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 you are then either you are prodigy kid or you are basically like delving into not so 
the, like the style is not very prudent or very strong i would say that mm. can change in a few years uh, which which is completely fine again i mean uh, if you you change your style whenever you want to change it but uh, but i guess i make the conscious decision of not uh, having a style for uh, for exactly one uh, fundamental reason is that narrative uh, of every story the narrative kind of uh, like basically guides everything else mm. i mean uh, narrative drive style so so i mean that is that is quite intrinsic to, uh, and very important for me uh, that every story is different and the way you tell a story uh, has to be different from the way uh, you told uh, another story perhaps which which is not quite the same i mean if you want to tell a story of two different people you wouldn't want to tell it the exact same way that's kind of like generalizing uh, and not being honest to the work so in terms so in terms of exploration of style i mean for animation especially the visual language is the first thing that you see in a film or in a work of animation so uh, i think that is what hits the audience or uh, uh, audience minds and that that is what stays so the more uh, honest you are to the work the uh, the style will develop itself accordingly i would definitely say that i don't worry about uh, having a style ever at all because i mean i would firstly i would love to keep exploring because that's what's important to for an artist to grow and yeah. secondly and secondly this is uh, like this has this story narrative basically kind of drives everything else mm-hmm. no but uh, if you look at uh, the pure styling of the story actual story right. uh, so your last couple of corona wale jo videos hai right right they they are they have a style and right. i'm assuming that this is just because so whatever research i've done at least uh, it i'm assuming it is because of your bandwidth or the time you can devote to this uh, given yeah, your yeah. job and other stuff so right. this this rudimentary just collage and like motion and right. probably stock for stock images uh, stock uh, audio sort of images right. uh, sort of progression helps you just build the story but if you look yeah. at now say corona ka typography and then sondar ka typography right. it's almost right. the same so why is it so so the thing is sonder and i mean i mean then we'll have to delve into a little bit of graphic design and typography which none of which i'm like a master or like even a like a student of i i'm not, mm-hmm. I, don't, i don't even have like the basic understanding of graphic design i mean i mean it's just the word that uh, like the typography that emotes emotion uh, can mm-hmm. so what you see on screen uh, kind of uh, leaves you with a horror uh, 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 like a horrific uh, sight basically uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's one one small attempt uh, at me trying to get the typography uh, right i guess mm-hmm. in terms of sonder also it was something uh, like that it was that man's dream that becomes uh, becomes uh, somewhat of a nightmare uh, later on and then he kind of uh, accepts his fate and uh, his life goes on so mm-hmm. so that, that that was one thought behind it but but then again if we look into the details i guess i guess i'm not a very 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 like frame by frame detailed uh, person i mean i like to keep certain mistakes in my uh, work <laughs> yeah i mean uh, like, like uh, earlier i wasn't like this like a couple of years ago i wasn't like this i w- i would 
always try to strive for like realism and getting every frame perfect and every frame has to be drawn and everything right now i, I guess i am becoming quite more impatient to see the final result uh, i guess but uh, at the same time enjoying the process of it uh, the my my main aim with these corona uh, animations was basically just how can i turn this around in like 4 5 days because there's so much of news happening and there's so so much to take in i just i just want to t- talk about this small issue so how do i take this out in 4 5 days because i know in a week there's there's some other ridiculous or bizarre thing that's going to come up that's going to that's probably going to be my next uh, uh, venture in the corona series okay. so so that what's gave uh, rise to the whole styling uh, yeah yeah correct correct and and um, do you think i mean uh, i haven't seen much of abstract i'm assuming it will go further abstract as you as you progress uh, in your craft overall in your storytelling but uh, have you experienced any abstract animations or storytelling and do you think they are still relatable i'll i'll i'm asking you this because uh, i was just going through uh, some like kachiru's uh, work of the way you have like put that small 1988 ka masterpiece so any right. right yeah so any any insights there about going abstract and then still making the story relatable i mean abstraction is something uh, like we, in animation i guess we call it experimental animation where there is no like set narrative as such like there are no uh, you wouldn't see uh, characters or you wouldn't see a world or you, you wouldn't see the like the normal like the usual stuff that you see in uh, you expect in animation so experimental animation is a huge huge uh, thing over the years uh, and especially because of this one guy called uh, norman mclaren he's is from he's a canadian animator from uh, uh, the national film board of canada and uh, that guy is like a one pioneer just like we call walt disney uh, like the one of the pioneers see this guy is like completely opposite and uh, he's one of the pioneers of uh, animation and and his basic, basically his way of looking at animation is very very different so he would always say like i would just like to quote him uh, I, mean, i don't know if the quote is exact but uh, when i heard like when i heard this like i could resonate with it basically he told that uh, animation is not the art of drawings that move but the art of movements that are drawn so so mm-hmm. yeah i've heard this yeah yes so when you're saying this sentence uh, you automatically giving the most amount of importance to movement and not drawing so the animation is just a study of movement the bring it, breaking it down into the fundamental aspects of it what we are trying to achieve is basically getting the movement right whatever what we are trying to do is try to get the movement right and uh, i feel movement is intrinsic to again each individual the way i move is not going to be the same as the way you move that's what defines character that's what defines your opinion uh, everything else so there is like when when we get into experimental animation there is no like world there is no characters you would you would just uh, see for for example you would just see a series of scratches on film perhaps uh, like just set to music uh, but such certain stuff still like resonates with you when you when you watch that you feel a certain kind of emotion uh, i i mean that is that that's what becomes the narrative of the film then 
when you're watching it, there is no structural element to it or there is no definite, you can't pinpoint uh, that's that or that's that. that. It's just a series of dots and squares and, or whatever. But when you're seeing it as a whole and when you're listening to, to it, when you, it's, it's just a bizarre audiovisual experience that you kind of have. And that, that kind of itself becomes the narrative of the film. So again, that uh, experimental animation uh, becomes a very, very, like, uh, what would I say, very abstract form of storytelling uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Quite interesting. In fact, uh, I would like to dig my older episodes. And I think I have particularly asked uh, these questions to Suresh Iriath, Neeman Tayas, yes. I think, uh, that are you 100% sure that you cannot have an animation without a moment? I think I have to go down and, and listen <laughs> to his answer again. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, my my uh, my mentor and faculty, uh, Shekhar Mukherjee, huh. he, he told me this, uh, like he used to tell us this very often that since uh, your grandmother uh, doesn't squash and stretch, uh, hmm. basically, basically squash and stretch is an animation principle where you basically to uh, show volume to the change in volume you basically squash the uh, basically when the ball is bouncing you, mm. there is a squash and stretch in the ball but uh, but he had said that uh, your grandmother won't be squashing and stretching when she is walking so if you make an animation of her you make sure you don't uh, squash and stretch your grandmother so right. so that that again gives more important like when you like it's a it's a funny thing, but uh, when you when you listen to it properly and understand the importance of it, it's like everybody's movement is very intrinsic, and capturing that is the should be the honest goal of an animator. Correct, correct, correct. So, uh, like it's a nice segue to the next question. So, if you can also explain your process a bit more in detail about, uh, you can pick up the any any recent video of yours and. And just like, how did you pick the topic, build the story and then how did it manifest into like a short film or a movie or an Instagram clip? Like a just quick overview of that. Right, right. So I'll just talk about uh, this Corona series then, because this is like the most recent published work. Yes. Uh, That's from my side. So, so basically this, this Corona series started off when I was getting like, right at the beginning of uh, the lockdown uh, when like suddenly the world is hit by this major uh, virus basically this global pandemic and uh, we've been suddenly everybody is talking about this and it became the word of every mouth and uh, and then suddenly there's this extreme propagation of fear that people are having people are there is not as you might have heard that there were no uh, toilet paper rolls uh, at one point in the US and uh, people were just hoarding stuff like crazy so uh, out of fear basically they didn't know what the virus can do and uh, what it can't Uh, some people were saying that it travels through air and and that 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 bit of debate is still there so uh, so so basically I started off with that first uh, video uh, where there was this extreme propagation of fear, fear where this this woman who is stuck in the lift and uh, and that visual of uh, that claustrophobia uh, claustrophobia that you experience when you're stuck in a lift with a, especially with a person that you know and uh, the, you don't know if that person has covid or anything uh, 
so 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 you get very suspicious about that person and then uh, the, suddenly there is this time expansion of uh, from a couple of seconds of just moving floors uh, to like this like nightmare almost nightmarish feeling uh, where you're like stuck with a person you don't know and you that person is uh, you think that person is coughing and uh, suddenly you, you panic like crazy and you don't know what to do uh, so i i just wanted to uh, build upon that and uh, so so that's what happened in in that first one uh, first video uh, right after that right after that came came in another news where where basically there was this crazy amount of racism and xenophobia that was happening uh, that we could see for the people towards the people of the northeast like it was it was crazy amount we knew that it was always there but especially during the time of the coronavirus uh, I, i mean i don't know how to explain that it was like really disheartening to see that so, uh, and the reason uh, reason why i chose that as a topic is because i wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. and uh, and satire plays a very very important role in in the entire series i guess i mean satire has this like almost like an intrinsic property uh, of being like uh, i mean it, it it makes you watch the whole thing and have a good laugh about it but you take back something feeling almost a feeling of guiltiness the, almost a feeling of guilt that you take back along with i mean i don't know what you do with it uh, mm. i <laughs> i hope I, mm. i hope you do something good about it mm. but uh, you take back some something uh, that that hits you that that's the re- that's the reason why the whole series probably uh, became so related but uh, huh, but sorry sorry to interrupt but uh, so i was just thinking about this that animation or being animated uh, right. if you look at uh, animation or if you generally watch animation uh, it can be also loosely translated as exaggerated moments right, right? right. now now do you think that satire plus this exaggeration so satire in 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 the narrative and in the right. overall storytelling and uh, while visually it is way too exaggerated so do you think that you are like sort of building a totally counter narrative which is which is uh, probably larger than what it's supposed to be or that is the idea i don't know if if it's very weird when when we especially during whatever i was posting uh, on my animation films I, i'm sure they're like extremely exaggerated and everything but for how long i mean things th- things completely go out of proportion in real life as well like when we when we watch the news you turn on the news is almost animated what you see <laughs> heavily exaggerated uh, like or almost like like chest thumping a sense of uh, exaggeration that we see on uh, on national media so so i mean to, till what extent is it is it uh, the difference is made i try to bridge the gap between realism and uh, like exaggeration but that gap keeps getting smaller and smaller as like live action and like not reality keeps catching up to it <laughs> so mm-hmm. so so that's what it is i mean satire is a great way of uh, like like is it has a great unique quality of treading dangerous territory without being like overtly offensive or something and also it kind of gives a true picture to people about themselves so i mean satire is the way to go for at least for the series i mean mm-hmm. to to make it much more relatable 
but do you do you like i mean since you are like just 26 i believe right. uh, uh, how like how do you manage to take down the trolling and i mean frankly i have like just stopped watching comments everywhere but uh, right. you must have faced it in the, the early series which you must have posted right because there's like both sort of people one side you have these uh, these liberals who are open with everything they just praise right. and then there are these certain bucks if you may call it so how right. are you dealing with that uh, by posting i mean stories? i i kind of get confused about the segregation like i i don't know which one to fall to uh, sometimes i feel that i'm a, a right wing buck and uh, sometimes because of certain ideals i believe in uh, does that so i question myself do i believe in the, uh, the believing in that does believing in that certain good quality uh, make me a right wing bhakt or uh, or uh, or am i a liberal because i'm like too uh, over the top against the government or whatever but i believe my work is like uh, like is just an in terms of like politics and all that uh, i like i'm not a not a uh, growing up i wasn't at all a watcher of the news or whatever but uh, as and when like uh, like college happened and everything i slowly started getting into uh, understanding of how the country works a little bit uh, i mean i'm still i don't have much idea i'm sure uh, there will be people to guide me and enlighten me about that but i guess uh, whatever i've been seeing i've been just reacting to it through my work uh, everything is a reaction to my political or social environment uh, so so i mean that's just my opinion and i have uh, every right to put across my opinion in terms of and and the way i'm channelizing it through my work i i guess that's that's quite important because that's my work has become my uh, medium of self expression again i i wouldn't make a vlog matlab uh, i can try but i wouldn't make a vlog or a blog uh, about like what i think about what everything that is going wrong in the country but uh, I, i would just do it in this way and obviously if i'm putting it out there on a digital platform uh, for everyone to see as much as they like like or dislike my work they, if if it kind of goes against uh, their political opinion then they would hurl abuses uh, and they they'll have their defense mechanisms on they, that's what their defense mechanisms are i mean it's just natural and same same goes for the people who like my uh, political stuff uh, they they would they would like it because they it agrees uh, it kind of caters to their uh, like validation political inclination basically so mm-hmm. if they like the if they like the work it's because they're also in in terms with uh, what i'm what i'm trying to say so so they put it put it up uh, so this this uh, treading in like dangerous grounds of uh, like which part of the uh, thing you are on and if you are on that part then uh, you <laughs> you better not step into this part is 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 a very very uh, like it's not possible in reality i mean okay. at the end of the day you are part of a society which is living and breathing and uh, you are having discussions uh, maybe maybe Uh, like we are very different and very say, similar in different aspects right mm-hmm. so so i mean that segregation on that front uh, uh, is something that i wouldn't want to do although although when you see through my work you see 
me raising voices against the government and certain things and you would think that i'm anti government but uh, i guess i speak up of for all the wrong things that are happening i don't necessarily make uh, an artwork based on the good things that are happening so that is why probably people uh, think about uh, me like that mm-hmm. no I, i completely understand where you are coming from and fortunately unfortunately even i am swinging in between these two areas of right uh, uh, being a bhakt or being like a liberal sort of a thing but yeah i mean i mean it's it's a great way that you put it of uh, you just finding animation right. to be your form of expression and nothing beyond I think, that i think and, the, i think the idea is to create uh, like through all these uh, politically charged work or otherwise the idea is to create dialogue i mean correct, creating correct. dialogue is important yeah yeah and and even if there is some sort of a counter narrative uh, against something i think that's what democracy is about and uh, right. uh, i mean that yeah that that creates as long as you take it in the right spirit and exactly. and you know but yeah it's very difficult where to cross the line i mean exactly. with experience I mean, with experience you, people you only, you only realize once you cross it <laughs> correct 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 yeah beautiful beautiful i think this is a good note to end uh, because uh, i i just wanted to understand these bits for now and uh, right. i definitely will put the other animators ka interviews whichever i have taken for right. uh, for more reference but uh, all the best dude like you are doing some amazing work it was real pleasure talking to you, you. Uh, and Thank all you the best for your uh, ongoing and upcoming gigs right absolutely thank you thank you kedar thank you for having me yeah thank you and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye